Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. For example, if we will want to retain the wealth in one community and not allow it to lead into communities that are in different regions really far away, uh, we can just model that with a smart contract by adding some, some fee to that exchange. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. Hi everybody, I'm Viviana Siles. I'm the CTO and co-founder of People Market. And today I'm going to be talking about how to use blockchain uh, to model alternative currencies for informal economies in Latin America. So Kipu is an app for the neighborhood economy in LATAM that enables trade without using money while building great worthiness. So I'm going to start first with uh, some pain points in LATAM. Uh, so one is that there is high levels of informality. Many workers are, are informal. A large percentage of the population is unbanked. There is high levels of not digitalization. There is access to computers and phones, but still many transactions happen uh, on cash or not in, not in digital manners. And this also uh, it, it makes the access to capital harder. Uh, there is no recorded information and therefore you cannot access uh, capital to grow your business. Uh, there is uh, often not enough liquidity and uh, there is a lot of invisibility. People living in public housing or informal settlements, they are far away from urban, set, uh, urban areas and it's harder for them to reach uh, customers. And sometimes they even uh, sell from their house that can be the fifth floor of a building. And from there, it's really hard to reach customers. So therefore you, you become a little bit ambiguous. Um, so I'm gonna start, uh, this is the agenda today. So the first thing is going a little bit uh, deeper into the problem. Then I'm gonna talk a little bit about our solution, which are digital marketplaces with alternative currencies. Um, then uh, we'll talk about the technology, the apps and the architecture. And I will end up with the impact, uh, what's the impact that this generates, uh, how it's being implemented and used. So the problem, First, half of the population in Latin America is a bank. They are underserved by financial services and the majority of the workers are informally employed. Uh, one quarter of the population in Latin America lives in informal settlements, which are places that look like this or this. These are four neighborhoods in where we are working currently in. Um, the first one, Vision San Pablo, is what has been our pilot marketplace. And these neighborhood economies uh, face three main barriers for growth. Uh, one is information and visibility. They lack information and visibility. They lack access to capital flow or there's no enough liquidity. Um, there is, they lack access to capital for growing their businesses. And this has also became worse during COVID, during the pandemic. Uh, but Informal neighborhoods are thriving places for commerce where millions of businesses operate. You can find uh, 
entrepreneurs like Julia that sells handcrafted uh, shoes from her house, Daniris that has a restaurant in her own backyard, or Juan that has a corner store. These are some of our entrepreneurs. And these neighborhoods uh, have three main assets. They, they have high uh, smartphone penetration. Uh, they have high, high levels of social capital, which means that they are really community oriented. And they and recently have increased financial digitalization and inclusion. So for example, right now, 31 million of Colombians have access to digital deposit accounts, which wasn't like that uh, some time ago. And Kipus uh, were the income mechanisms for, for recording transactions. They were their, their accounting uh, mechanisms. So every time a transaction will happen, they will generate a note to record that. Um, we want to come back to our rules uh, by bringing Kipus into the 21st century. And so our solution are digital marketplaces that enable trade without money while building great worthiness. And so this is, let me show you how this works. Daniris um, will create her business profile in the app and she will upload her business and the products or services that she provides. And she will receive at that moment some first, uh, some tokens for being a first time user. Um, and now she will go on the app and look for other things that she can find in the app and she will find that Julia is selling some crafted shoes um, and she will go and buy her by paying parting tokens and parting pesos. So now Julia will use the tokens that she should earn from selling the shoes and the tokens that she had before for being a first time user uh, and will go and buy arepas uh, from Rafael. And this should generate a chain of transactions that are digital in our app and are a P2P interest-free credit. In the front end for the users, this is just a marketplace, but for us, uh, there is granular, it's granular data about the informal economy that is inexistent today. This has information about offer and demand, our rating, our behavior, our uh, chat uh, discussions between users. It has so much information that we can use to unlock uh, equitable financial services for our users. So going into the tech, this is two different apps. One is a marketplace and one is a dashboard or, or a wagon application. And they are both uh, web applications. The marketplace is building Angular. Uh, we use Firestore for, for recording the data and Algolia for indexing our, our, our data or database. Um, the dashboard app is uh, Angular. It has Angular and Ionic on the front end. The back end is Java using Spring Boot. And the, the database is again in Firestore. But the dashboard access not only has its own little database, but it also access the marketplace that database. In the middle, we have blockchain, which are for us uh, services that we will call every time a transaction happens or every time we want to record something on the blockchain. And we use Algorand uh, public and private networks. So going more into the blockchain, um, we use Algorand uh, standard assets. We have one per community in the sense that each community has a different coin or token. And, and we transact this in a public-private network. So the, the transactions of these tokens, which we call Kipus, uh, happen on a pu public network, while all the user-identifiable information will happen on a private network. 
uh, we choose everything is also recorded in our database. Um, and we choose uh, algorithm because uh, transactions are low cost and really fast. And for us, uh, we're getting informal settlements. Transactions are daily, they, every, all these little daily, uh, daily transactions. And so, and also in Latin America, so a transaction might be between $3 to $5. It could be as low as that. So for us, minimizing the cost of gas is really important and also the how quick the transaction can, can be performed. And also Algorand provides us with um, Clovac, uh, features such as Clovac address or Wikin that allows us to really manage the account if they lose the, the, the address or the password or they can they can use our app without even noticing there is a blockchain uh, on the back, um, and we can manage all that uh, for for our users. That is one possibility. So that's really uh, interesting for us. And we use NFTs to generate a digital financial ID, which, for example, if you want to know what a what what transactions belong to one user, what you will do is just query on that NFT instead of the, the address. And so this is how our blockchain will look like. The top layer, the public network uh, contains the Kipus transactions. So you see that there is one transaction of Kipus uh, in community A, and then there is another transaction of Kipus in community B, and these are different assets. Uh, but for example, we can exchange assets across communities. It could be with the smart contracts that just uh, make the exchange at zero value. Uh, but for example, if we will want to retain the wealth in one community and not allow it to leak into communities that are in different regions really far away, uh, we can just model that with uh, smart contracts by adding some, some fee to that exchange. And in the bottom layer, within the private network, we have all the user identifiable information. We have the NFTs with the uh, with the phone, with the i with the yeah your your password ID, all, all the information that is really private for the user that allows us to identify this user. And so this is the part of the app or the technical part. And now I'm gonna talk a little bit about how this has an impact and how it's been implemented and used. And so for us, our marketplaces are launched, a launchpad from financial uncertainty to financial prosperity. The marketplace itself already provides visibility to the users and it enables transactions to happen without money. So when there is no enough liquidity, when people don't have enough cash, they can still transact between each other. Um, and this creates a lot of data for us that allows us to analyze it and create alternative credit scores to provide uh, they learn many equitable financial services for them. And so our business model is B2B to C. The marketplace is free for the user to, to use, uh, but we record all these transactions and we partner with MFAs to analyze this data and to provide loans uh, at, very, at, at lower interest rates. Um, we also have the NFTs uh, that they are in the private network and that allows us to, for example, uh, charge membership for policy making, policy making uh, or, or other institutions that might want to access the data to, to maybe to provide uh, financial services or for other, uh, for other uh, things uh, that can drive financial inclusion. 
And also other, other things that are interesting to us is that by being on the blockchain, we can collaborate or exchange with other apps that are in, in, the, in that environment. So we launched in March 2021. Uh, we, we have five partnerships confirmed, and we are working already with five organizations in different communities. Uh, we have today 1,000 users registered, uh, five, more than 500 registered businesses, um, 1,300 uh, products and services being offered in our marketplace. Uh, more than 650 transactions and we have right now more than 150 applicants to create which this is really um uh, it's really exciting for us because all this app is what it's trying to do it's trying to record data and to analyze it better to provide alternative uh, financial services uh, for those who today cannot really access those and so this is the team uh, we met at MIT and Harvard. Um, most of the team were doing a master at MIT. I was doing a postdoc at Harvard. Um, and, and we have experience working uh, in informal settlements, public housing, and a lot of experience building technology too in, in Latin America. We have won several prizes and grants from MIT, uh, Google. We recently won, uh, were finalists in a Pinavista Algorand uh, Summit. Uh, our pilot was, was funded by the IDB Lab and the Fundación Santo Domingo in Barranquilla. Uh, we've been in many accelerators and we have our early investors today that are the Med Fund and Adam Capital. Um, with that, um, I will conclude. And thank you everybody for hearing and being here today. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.